0: That's why my heart is filled with praise. Praise God. Isn't that a blessing? I love you Lord. I love you today because so many reasons why I love the Lord. So many reasons you love the Lord. How many love the Lord today? Give the Lord a hand praise. God has been so good to us. He brought us through another week. How many knew we would be here today? Nobody. We didn't know we were going to be here today. How many know we're going to be somewhere next week? We don't know where we're going to be next week. God did not promise us tomorrow. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we rejoice and are glad in it. This day, the Lord said, as the day was, so would our strength be. Aren't you glad you have strength today? Aren't you glad God woke you up this morning? You thought it was the alarm clock. God woke you up. I say that because some people did not wake up this morning. I am retired, but I just got out of a job where I was in an emergency room every week, every day. And there were a lot of people that came into the emergency room alive and did not leave. There are a lot of people that came into the emergency room that had already left this life but came in And we tried and we just couldn't resuscitate. Thank God for today. Thank God for today. Thank God for this day. He gave you food on your table. I don't think anybody that's here this morning is hungry. But there are people that are hungry. That didn't eat yesterday. They didn't eat today. And so we pray. We call on the Lord to help those that did not eat and have no food. We call on God for them. God has been good to us. He's blessed us to be a blessing to someone else and we bless others when we call on his name in their behalf. Some people don't know the Lord. Some people don't think that they have access. Some people don't feel like they're good enough. So we call on the Lord for them. We call on the Lord for those that are homeless that didn't have a place to live to stay last night. Some people slept outdoors in the air. Thank God that you had a pillow to put your head on last night. Thank God that you had a roof over your head last night. But we're coming here this morning to praise the Lord for his goodness and to call on him who sits high and looks low that he might help somebody else today the same way he helped you. How many here were born saved? How many were always saved? Nobody. How many always had all they needed? Nobody. But God has been good to us. Amen. Amen. God God is a good God. There's a song that says God is a good God. Yes, he is. God is a good God. God is a holy God. He's an awesome God. He's a righteous God. That's the God we serve. I love you, Lord, today. Because... You cared for me in such a special way. You guys look beautiful today. I'm just glad to see your faces. Brother Peter, I'm glad you are here, brother. I'm glad to see you. Praise God. Raquel, you don't know how good it is to see your face. Praise God. I'm glad to see you. Because when I see you, I know God has heard my prayer for you. Ain't even started my mess. I'm about to break up. I love the Lord today. Thank God for the musicians. God bless you this morning. Give them their hand, praise. I want to talk to you a few minutes in the book of John. <clears throat> and you see the title up there Restoration. Getting back on track with the Lord. Getting back on track with the Lord. Many of us have found ourselves off the beaten path. We've gotten off track. We knew the Lord, but something caused us to get off track. We just came out of a horrible year, 2020, and in another six months. We're almost in a sixth month, and we're still dealing with this pandemic. And it has gotten a lot of people off track. It has it has eliminated our ability to worship even in the house of the Lord. In some places they can't worship. Uh, So that's why I'm so thankful this morning to be able to come in the house of prayer again. You know, there's been I've been on Zoom most of the time. I think I've been back for the last three weeks. But until so 18 months, almost we were on Zoom. We couldn't come together. We couldn't fellowship. We did it on Zoom. And that's a good thing. Thank God for Zoom. But I like to be here. I like to see faces. I like to touch me. I like to hug. Everybody that knows me knows me. I like, I like some, I like flesh. Amen. I'm human. I like to hug you. I like Geraldine call, tell me to get under the altar. I like that. Amen. Yes, I love. So we thank God for bringing us. We are God has blessed us to get back in business today. Amen. We're back in business. And God wants us to get back on track, get back into the business of worshiping him, of learning about him. Jesus says, come unto me and learn of me. And this is why we come to church. We come to worship the Lord. We come to learn about the Lord. What the Lord requires of us. Why do we come to church? We come to church on Sunday or or go to Bible study on Thursday night or Wednesday night or whatever you do it. So you can learn how to go out there. And live out there, and how to help people out there, and why you're so important to the Lord. You are important to God. I know you. You don't know that you're important. You might think that I'm just a kid, or I'm just I'm too young. God doesn't. Do you know what the Bible says in Psalm 139? It says, "My thoughts toward you, young man back there, young lady. My thoughts toward you are more than the sands on the seashore." God thinks about you. He thinks about what's going to happen to you tomorrow. He thinks about your future. So the Jeremiah 29 and 11, that's the verse we use at this church. It says, the Lord says that, uh, uh, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That's God's plan for all of us. He has a plan each one of us each one of our lives amen and so this morning i want to talk about restoration and getting back on track and we can be looking at, at peter the apostle peter and we're reading from the book of john we're going to be in the 21st chapter of john we're just going to read three verses of that but we're going to see that god has given us some information about restoration in those three verses This is a time period that John is referring to where Jesus has already gone to the cross. He's already been crucified. He rose on the third day, and he's walking around for 40 days, and he's giving proof of who he is that he was that one on that cross that day who was beaten and battered to a pulp but now is resurrected from the dead and when he got off that crawl got out of that tomb he not only paid the price for sin but when he came out of the tomb he defeated death he defeated the grave no longer do we have the fear of death and the grave the bible says in verse uh, in chapter 15 of the first corinthians it says oh death where is your sting grave where is your victory he conquered death for us so even when we leave this body no matter how we leave this life We're not dead, and yet we're going into the presence of the Lord. Isn't that a blessing? You ought to give the Lord a hand praise on that one because that's a blessing. But when we look in these verses, we're looking at a situation where Peter, if you remember before Jesus went to the trials before his crucifixion, on the day that they were at the Last Supper, well, you know the picture of the Last Supper where you have Jesus and you have the 12 disciples. Well, on that day, a lot of things transpired. And one of the things that transpired is that Jesus was telling them that I, ah, your, your, your master, is about to face many things and is about to go and th- my life is about to end. And Peter would say, Master, I will die for you. And Peter said it in all sincerity. He really meant it when he said it. But you know what Jesus said to him? He said, Will you really die for me? And guess what he said? Before the cock-a-doodle-doos twice, you will deny me three times. And sure enough, the cock-a-doodle-doed the third time. And it was at that point, And when we look in this lesson, this is going to probably be in the back of, of Peter's mind that time when the cock crowed the third time because Jesus looked over at him at that time where he told him, you're going to fail. And he looked over at him, and Peter looked at him, and the Bible says that Peter left, and he wept like a baby. He cried because he had failed God. He had failed his master. He had failed the Lord. How many times do we find ourselves in that situation where we feel like we have failed God, and we go away, and we find ourselves away from God, That's the way, that's not the way to do this. When you feel like you failed God, you go back to him. And you say, Lord, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I tried my best, but I failed. But Peter didn't do that. Peter was, he was just like the rest of the disciples. Remember their, their perspective. When Jesus was there, they thought Jesus was going to take them against Roman oppression. To dominate the Roman rulership. And so they had that expectation. and But when Jesus didn't do that, Jesus didn't come to do that. But they didn't understand that. Now Jesus has raised from the dead. This is still on their minds, especially Peter, that Jesus did not do what we thought he was going to do. He paid the price for sin. He didn't take us to r- overthrow Roman government. So when we read these verses, I'm not going to read all the verses in that chapter. I'm going to read a few of those verses. I'm going to read verse 4, 6, 10, and 12 because those verses actually i'm going to read nothing can you pull that up sister sandy pull up uh, the, the first chapter i'm sorry the first chapter, chapter 21 i'm just going to look at a few verses because what has happened before we get to the verses that we're going to study today is that jesus has resurrected he's walking around for about 40 days and he has been with the disciples about this is the third time he's going to be with the disciples after his resurrection and so the 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 disciples are out fishing and we're going to read that verse if you get to uh, look at verse uh, start with verse 1 and then we're going to jump to verse (coughs) 4 actually you know what Sandy pull up verses 1 through (coughs) 4 of that chapter, chapter 21 if you have your Bibles you can turn to chapter 21 and we're going to look at verses 1 through 4 maybe I'll get I want to get us uh, where we are in this in these verses uh, okay, 21. so John 21 verses 1 through 4 it says after these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias and on this wise showed him he himself there were together Simon Peter Thomas called Didymus and the rest of them. I won't read all the names. And verse 3, son of John or Jonah, do you love me with total commitment and devotion? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you with a deep personal affection as for a friend. Jesus said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me with a deep personal affection for me as for a friend, a close friend? Notice the little nuances, the little changes in the the way this is worded as we go through this. Peter was now now Peter's upset. Why are you bugging? You bugging me. Ask me the same question over and over. It sounds like with a deep. So he says, uh. Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you really love me with a deep personal affection as for a friend? And he said to him, now this is the part. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you with a deep personal affection as for a friend. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, man, the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word because this is going to get deep. This is about to get deep. Jesus is doing an intervention here. Peter needs an
1: intervention.
0: Uh-oh. Why Peter needs an intervention? Because Peter failed the Lord in his mind. He failed the Lord. He, Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times. And sure enough, he did. He denied him three times. And when he saw Jesus' face, he left and he cried. And now here it is, and nothing is happening. They're not. A, Jesus is not taking us to overthrow Rome like we thought he would. He's not doing, he's going around and, and sh- proving to who he was. What, where he found, Je- where Jesus found him was what? They were fishing. Now, Peter says, you know what? I might as well go back fish. I might as well go back fishing. This is where, this is where Peter is. Peter needs an intervention because he was a disciple. He was following Jesus for three years. He saw Jesus and knew who he was like no one else. He was among the inner circle. The writer of this book, John, with Peter and James were the inner three with Jesus for three, and a half, for three and a half years. So they knew Jesus. They knew what he was capable of. But let's see what Jesus does. Seeing that Peter has decided to go back fishing. How many of us have gone fishing when we've decided that we're no longer of any use in the kingdom of God? God can't use me anymore. I might as well go back to what I used to do. That's not the thing to do. And here Jesus knows this is an interview. I got to do something here because I love you too much. I can't let you just go out there and go back to where you were. And so God will. So this, let's, let's look at this intervention. First of all, there's three versions. I was wanted you to see those three versions of the do you love me. The first version said, do you love me more than these others do? He's challenging Peter to look around and see. Now, he wants Peter, because remember, Peter has gone into a depression. He's gone into himself. This is what happens when we feel shame and guilt. We go back into ourselves. And Jesus is trying to get him out, gradually get him back to where he needs to be. Look around you. Compare yourself to them. Do you love me more than these in a in a devoted, committed way, that's the first way. Then the second time he asked him. The second time he says, son, "Simon, son of uh, son of Jonah, do you love me?" Now this is a little different, with a with total commitment and devotion. Now he's asking him to search himself. You already looked around and you decided how you compare to everybody else. Now how do you look at yourself? How do you see yourself and your love for me? He's drawing him in. He's drawing him in. And then the third time. Now notice what Peter's response was always the same. I love you with a deep personal affection, not with total devotion and commitment, but I love you with a deep affection as a man loves a close friend. So notice Jesus' response the third time. His response is the same response that Peter gave those three times. Peter, do you really love me as a close friend? So you see where he's taking them? He's taking them from out there to the inside here. And notice the last last question. He's saying, even if you only love me to... Now notice, this is what's happening here. I want to show you something. When Jesus told him that these things are going to be at the Last Supper, Peter Did the best he could. I'll die for you. And then when the time came to speak up for Jesus, he says, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Three times he failed the Lord and he knew it. Jesus has given him three more chances. The same number of chances, the same number of times he failed the Lord. The Lord takes him back three times to bring him back to that place and get him to the place because because Jesus had a position for him. He was about to give him a promotion. How many of you have done a job, lousy job, and got a promotion? Uh-uh. No, you don't get no, no promotion in, not in this world if you do a lousy job. You get a promotion if you do an ex-superb job, though. Peter does a lousy job. And gets a promotion. But look at what Jesus does here. Where Peter failed because Peter was not real with, with Jesus. Peter was going on assumption. I'll die for you. But look at what Jesus does. He gives Peter now a chance to be honest. And that's what this is what Peter does. He's now honest with the Lord. I know I don't love you the way I, this is what this was the Sunday school this morning. Same thing. I know that I don't love you as, as much as I need to, but I'm being honest. And this is what Jesus took. He says, I, have, I applaud you for your honesty this time. The last time you were not honest. This time you're being honest with me. You know your limitations. We have limitations. We have flaws. But Jesus still has a place. He still has a position for us. Because what? He loves us. He loved loved us enough to die for us. Do you know that Jesus knew Peter was going to fail before he failed? He told him you were going to fail. He said, you're going to deny me three times. So Jesus knows all about us. He knows our sitting down. He knows our rising up. He knows us from afar off. He can see what you are thinking. He sees your thoughts before you think your thoughts. And yet he still loves. Because when you think about some of the things you've done. Oh, I'm pointing. Look at me pointing. Notice when I'm pointing one finger at, my, at you. How many are pointing at me? Because I'm pointing at me. Because I know what I've done. And for him to love what me after what I've done. I can tell you this. That's love. That's some love there. That's what J- J- uh, John would say. What? manner of love the father has given to us that we should be called the children of god i think i'm i think i've pretty much messed messed with most of this because i've just been talking but um, let's see here so 1 corinthians 3 and 13 and 7 says love never fails and in that in that chapter he goes through all these different gifts he says all these yes, tongues, prophecies, uh, these things fail, but love never fails. Love. And look at what, look at what 1 Peter. Peter writes this after the fact. He writes this in the book of 1 Peter. In 4.8, he says, love covers a multitude of sins. What is that saying? Jesus gives us a great example of that, how he intervenes in Peter's uh frustration in himself in his depression in his uh feeling of a failure jesus intervenes and says let me show you something this is what i'm showing you love and i want you to go out and love somebody else love never fails and love covers a multitude of faults and and peter was about to be promoted because he called because let's see what did L- listen, to the, listen to this what did Jesus tell him to do after each time he answered him go and do what feed my sheep who feeds sheep shepherds Peter he's telling him I want you to be a shepherd a shepherd is the pastor this is Peter who failed Jesus says I'm calling you to be the pastor over some people I want you to be the leader. And the first first characteristic of a pastor, a leader, is love. You have to love. Remember Jesus, he, he's a great shepherd. And now when you start thinking about sheep and shepherd, you got to go back to 23rd Psalm. David's, David was a shepherd boy before he became King David. And David understood the relationship between sheep and shepherd. And he would say what? The Lord is my shepherd. And every pastor, every leader has to know that God is their shepherd. And they, as God is their shepherd, as God is your shepherd, as God is my shepherd, I now shepherd others. I now lead others. And I lead them with love. I have to have love. And when I, when I love the Lord first, remember the first commandment, the greatest commandment, that somebody asks Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Love. First, love the Lord thy God. If you love the Lord your God first, married people, you, if, if God is first, then you will automatically love your husband. Husbands, you will automatically love your wife if, if God is your first love because it just automatically comes out that way. God God has to be first. And when he's first, then everything else falls into place. All your relationships will fall into place. Husbands will love wives. Wives will submit and love husbands. The, The parents will love those kids. Those kids will love those parents. It just all falls into place when you put God first. And this is what Jesus is doing in this intervention. He's letting Peter know. I love you. I have not forgotten you. I have not left you. Yeah, you failed, but we all fail. Jesus is the only one that didn't fail. Everybody else is, we're all in the same boat. Amen? Okay, let's see. So the next thing, what time is it? One o'clock. Okay, I'm going to try to do this in 10 minutes. I know I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to try. Now let's look at this. The next thing I want to, to show you is what he calls him. Even from the first verse we read in verse 15, he says, So when they finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter. Now, Jesus didn't call him Simon Peter. He says to him, Simon, son of Jonah, son of John. He didn't call him Peter. John, John, uh, the, John is writing this, and he calls him Simon Peter. But Jesus didn't call him that. He called him Simon son of Jonah that was his name before I mean that that was his name but Jesus did not call him that before what I mean what am I saying I'm saying in uh let's see what verse am I at? where am I at here Matthew 16 18 and 19 I'm reading it says now I say to you that you are Peter He changed, Jesus changed his name from Simon, uh, from Simon, son of Jonah, to Peter. Peter was not his real name. Peter was the main, the word Peter means rock, or if you see Cephas in your book, it'll be the same thing. One's Greek and one's uh, 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 Aramaic, I think. His name was not Peter. Jesus named him Peter, the rock or the little stone. He says, now I say to you that you are Peter." I'm getting to a point here. I know you're looking at me like, who cares? Okay. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it or all the powers of hell will not conquer it. God did that a lot. He did it with Abraham. He changed his name to Abraham. He changed Abram's name to Abraham. He changed Sarai's name to Sarah. He changed Jacob's name to to Israel and guess what he changes our name he gives us a new name hey my 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 name is Warren I'm son of Bill Jones so I'm using my my father's surname which is Jones so I'm Warren son of Bill Jones son of Jones when you see the word bar bar something okay say uh 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 Peter bar Jonas that means he's son of that word bar means son of okay So Peter was son of Jonah, but Jesus is saying, you're not just son of Jonah now. You're Peter. You're son of the living God. I'm Warren Jones, son of the living God. He changed my name when I got saved. He changed your name too. You didn't know you had another name, did you? Now you know, son of the living God. Let's see. I thought you'd be more excited about that, but that's okay. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> so this whole idea was restoration and getting back on track with the Lord. The Lord wants us back on track. He wants us. Why? Because he loves you. He just loves you. He just loves being around you. You know, this mother came in this morning. And I don't know her, and I met her, and I talked to her, and I talked to those kids back there. Do you know what? Those kids know their mom, and I'm telling you right now that mama knows her kids. Am I right? And because they live together, and uh, if I ask the the kids back there, how long you been, how long have you known your siblings? I always ask the kids. That's just it's so funny. I say, how long have you known? Her? How long have you known her? And they look at each other like, what? You know, because they've long, they, they've only been long, been alive so many years. So, uh. But they know one another because they live one, with one another. They fellowship with one another. They sleep with one another. Guess what? God wants to know you like that. He wants to know you. He wants to get up when you get up. When you get up, he wants, to, wants you to say something to him. Get up in the morning and wipe your eyes. Lord, I thank you. Another day. I get to to say another day. That's what he wants. He wants to have a close walk with you. So he does not want you out there lost. He wants to restore you. He wants to bring you back next to him. So you can sit and talk. When I used when I years ago before you sold the old house, I had a dog. His name was Max. Or no, his name was not. I called him Dad's Puppy. He was a golden retriever. And I worked days and I'd get off in the evening and I'd come home. And Dad's Puppy wouldn't know it was i come home. As soon as he hear the key, you can hear him scratching. Because when I would come home, I'd go through the living room, put my stuff down, and I'd go straight out the back door to the backyard where he was. And we would sit and have some conversation because we were close we had it like that that's what God wants he wants to be able to sit with you and listen to what you have to say I say listen to what you have to say because you can't tell him anything you don't already know he already knows anyway but he wants to sit and listen to hear you say what you want to say to him because sometimes we just need somebody to listen sometimes we just need somebody to and that won't tell anybody else what we said too am I right some things you don't, nobody else needs to hear but you and the Lord. And then when you do that, do you know how good that feels? God just loves that. He loves to have that communion, that connection with you. And then you tell him, Lord, this is what I think I need. This will, Lord, help me here. You know, like we had in the Sunday school lesson. Lord, help my unbelief. I know my limitations. Lord, I need help here. I need help there. I don't know what which direction to go in life. I don't know how to get this person to stop bothering me. Lord, I don't know how to get my children to act right. I don't know how to get uh, my husband to go to church. Talk to the Lord about it. Lord, this is what's bothering me. This is where I need you to touch. This is where I need you. This is where I need your help. The the more, one thing that God loves to hear is is Lord, I don't know what to do. He knows what to do and he loves it when you come to him and say, "Lord, I don't know what to do. I need help. Help me." He's the God of all help. I need comfort? He's the God of all comfort. I need strength? He has all strength in his hands. He has all power. I need a healing? He's a healer. He's the great physician when the doctors don't have answers. You got connection to the great physician. Amen. 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 So let's get back on track. Amen. How many want to get back on track with the Lord? How many feel like they can get need to get back on track? Philippians three thirteen. So the first thing about getting back on track. It's to forget about what you failed. Forget your failures. Forget what you didn't do right last year in 2020. Forget what you didn't do right last month, last, year, you know, last week. Forget that. Philippians 3.13 says forgetting those things that are behind. Reaching forward. You can start over right here, right now with the Lord. Just, Lord, thank you. Because he said, I forgive you. All you got to do is ask. He says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forget about what happened before. All that, what's happened is in the past. Only, Only thing left that you can control or do anything about is today. And ask the Lord to, Lord, guide me the rest of the way. Amen. So forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forward to those things that are before. God wants to do something new for you. This is a new year. 2020 is gone. 2020 is gone and 2021 is half gone. Whatever is back there is back there. God wants to do something new for you. Isaiah 43, 18 says, Do not remember the former things. Forget about it. Like they say in New York, forget about it. Nor consider the things of old. Behold. You know what behold means? It means check this out. Behold, I will do a new thing in your life. And finally, Jesus knows all about your failures. He just wants you to get back on track. One of the our verse in this church, Jeremiah 29, 11, I've already told you, I know the plans I have for you, plans of good, not of evil give you a future and a hope God has a plan for you you might think who am I you are important to him you may not be important to nobody else but you're important to God you are loved by God you may not think nobody loves me guess what God is love he loves you and he loves you just the way you are Don't say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that, and then I'm going to come and go. No, he loves you just the way you are, and he has a plan for you. This book that we were studying in the book of John, John gave seven signs in that book. He says, these signs were given that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, and then believing you might have life through his name. Eternal life, not life here. We're talking about eternal life, that you might have life in his name but we read today that not only does he want us to understand that we he wants us to have life but that he will restore he will restore you he will bring you back to a condition and a and a situation in your life where what so he can use you he has a job for you to do sometimes we don't think we can be used of god but everybody that is called of God, that is saved by God, can be used of God. I don't care, you need to know. You are, we all know, how many know that we are here to be used by God? You're here to be used by God. You're here to glorify God. And not to be ashamed. And what Peter did was so important. Peter came clean with God. He was honest. He said, Lord, I know what you're asking me to do. You want me to come to this? I can't do it. But I give you what I have. I, what, what, I, what, what, what did God tell Moses? What is that you have in your hand? Nothing but a rod. That's all he had in his hand was a rod. And he said, take that rod. Take that what you have in your hand. Take what you, your abilities and go forth. What What you have, use that. Then you can be free to be used by God and get back on track. He has an assignment with your name on it. Amen. Do you love the Lord today? Amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. Come on up here, sister. Uh, 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 Sister, sister. (laughs) Praise God. You know what? As she as she gets ready to play, you know I think that there's someone here that may have heard something that the Lord has spoken to your heart that you know that you want to get back on track. You want to get back into the fold. I don't know. I see some faces I don't know, but God bless you that came this morning. Love to see your faces. Love to see you again. If I don't love this, if I don't ever see you again in this house of the Lord may God bless you to be in another house you don't have to you know uh, I'm not making people go come to our church it's not about our church because there's only one church that's the church of Jesus Christ one body there's only one body of Christ and so wherever you go go there and worship the Lord go there and learn Jesus says learn of me because he wants to be with you he wants to be with you amen amen and before she Before she comes, let us pray. I'm just going to pray. Anybody have any prayer needs this morning, this afternoon? Any prayer needs that you can, if you're on Zoom or Facebook Live, if you have needs, put them on the line and we can uh, uh, pray for those needs. Amen. You know, God answers prayer. And it's a blessing to know that we have access We can call, you can call on the Lord. And you don't have to be the preacher to do that. You don't have to be, you don't have to know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation to call upon the Lord. You don't even have to have prayed before. But if you trust the Lord in the pardoning of your sins, you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know how to say this. I don't know what to say. But God, here I am. And, Lord, you already know what's going on in my life. And, God, I'm just asking you to help me. Help me with this or help me with that. That's all you have to say. Be honest with him. Because he already knows anyway, right? How many know the Lord knows? Remember what Peter said? Lord, you know all things. He knows already anyway. You might as well just tell him. And he's not going to kick you out. He's not going to do. We do that. We hurt one another. We put each other down. We criticize, you know, God doesn't do that. You can trust him. He will listen to you and he knows he will listen to your heart's cry. And you know what he'll do to you? Just imagine you taking the baby and putting him in your arms and rocking. That's what God will do with you. He'll just rock you. He'll just hold you. He'll just love you. And you'll feel like, Wow. Why did not do this sooner, Amen? Anybody have any prayer requests? You don't have to tell me what it is. If you want me to just pray, I'll just we're going to pray anyway, Amen. God bless you. We we know we're going to keep Camille in prayer. Uh, she is recuperating uh, at home. Praise God, she's home, Amen. Praise God, she's home. And Sister Sapati. We know the Lord is, is in her corner the Lord has it all in His hands. Amen, and pr- Brother Ben and Geraldine and, and the kids, Sonia and Davita. Lord, we know that, the, that we know that God has them in His hands. Amen. Brother Peter, your, your cousin, uh, Pastor Doc and, and Pepper, your, your, her niece, and all you that need special prayer that you haven't mentioned. Thank God for brother Mark and sister mother Sonia sitting up here. Amen. Sister Dolores, the Lord knows all about what you have been calling on him for. Amen. 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 God bless you this, this afternoon. All right, let's pray. Father, this afternoon, we're just thankful today, God. We're thankful, 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 Lord, for how good you've been to us, how you have loved us all through our lives. Lord, even when we didn't know you, we didn't know anything about you, but you were yet there. And so, God, we're thankful. We are thankful, we thank you, Father, how you let us know that you're there, how you've revealed yourself to us in various ways, through various people, in various occasions, under various circumstances, crises. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for your mercies. We thank you, Father, for saving us by the blood of your son, Jesus. We're thankful for Jesus today. Thank you, Father, for salvation. We thank thankful father we don't have to worry about what's going on around us all we have to do is present it to you you said cast your cares upon you because you care for us and we thank you for your loving care for us we thank you father for keeping us lord every day we thank you you brought us through 2020 we're still here lord but for those that Lost loved ones in 2020 and even into 2021, Lord, we ask that you touch their hearts. We ask that you bless them, comfort them today. We thank you, Lord, for you're the God of all comfort. And for those, Lord, that are still looking for jobs, those that are still wondering how they're going to pay the bills, how they're going to get pampers for the baby, some of those are still wondering how we're going to get a place to stay. Oh, God, we thank you because you're the provider you provide everything we need. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is put our trust in you today. And that's what we're here today. We're here to say, Lord, we trust you. Lord, we love you as best we know how. We thank you, Lord, for those prayers. Lord, for those that were not mentioned, but you know, them all, you know all about them. And Lord, for those that are sick in their bodies, touch today. Lord, those that have mental illness today, touch today, God. Those behind physical bars and jails and penitentiaries and juvenile detentions God touch them today oh God turn their lives around set their feet on a rock and establish their goings we thank you for who you are we thank you you can do anything but fail and with you all things are possible to them that believe and so we thank you today we thank you for the day you've given us we thank you for the word of God today your word is a light to our path a lamp to our feet Your word is powerful. It's able to pierce down into where we really are, down in our souls, and cleanse and heal. And we thank you today. Thank you for our homes, our families, how you've blessed them. And Lord, the prayers of our hearts, the cry of our hearts for hearing those cries, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, not because the cup is half empty, but because the cup is half full. We thank you for what you have done today and for what you're yet going to do And Father, as we leave this place, bless today. Bless those that are here. Bless those that are in the sound of my voice. As we go forth, Lord, maybe something that we heard will resonate in our lives and our hearts. And bless us today. Those that are leaving, be with them. Keep them safe today, God. And those that uh, are here, we ask your blessing. Look on the box on the wall. Bless it today, God. Bless the giver. Bless the heart. In the name of Jesus and we're not dismissed yet but God bless you. Okay, sister. She's going to play some music for us. Okay, go ahead. All right.
2: feet and let's worship before we go. Love Love him. him
0: How many are happy today? How many are glad about Jesus this afternoon? God is a good God. Yes, He is. Can we sing that before we walk out? God is a good God. Yes, He is. I think we know that song. God is a good
1: God. Oh, God is a good God. Yes, He is. Oh, I say God is a good God. God is a good God. Okay, now, God is a holy God. Oh, God is a holy God. Oh, yes, my God is a holy God. Oh, God is a holy God. Oh, God is a good God. Yes he, he is. Oh my God is a good God
2: Yes he
1: is. Oh yes my God is a good God
2: Yes he
1: is Oh God is a good God
2: Yes he is Well God is a matchless God
1: Yes, yes he, he is, is.